Hello, fellow sound wizards. Before we start this great new episode with the artist Mobley, it seemed appropriate to recognize what a dramatic shift life has made during this coronavirus pandemic. Even though we're all going through different things, the beginning of 2020 has not stopped surprising us all. Due to this shift in reality, please check out MobleyWho.com or on social media platforms at MobleyWho for the updated release dates for his new cool music. We talk about it, but the release dates aren't accurate because it was pre-pandemic. We all know you know what that means. We honestly don't know how to ethically continue our same recording format. We, we always end up having more than 10 people in the room and, um, you know, everyone is in the same place. We just think that we should stay separated and try to do the right thing. So be on the lookout for some really new weird, weird stuff weird from stuff the Sound Wizard podcast. Sound Wizard. Uh, thank you so much and enjoy this podcast. And now, actual music from the Sound Wizards podcast. Stay safe. I love that. It sounds so cool. This is the Sound Wizards podcast. And yeah. That is the carnival scene in the 2040 remake of Fantasia. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here with the usual suspects. Drew and Carter are keeping us honest. Mike is playing drums. Rosie's playing bass. Mm-hmm. 
Trues on the guitar, and we have a guest, an artist known as Mobley. Yeah. yeah. Mobley. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. What are you, what are you playing today? I am playing a guitar. It's uh, an Italia Mondial guitar. Mike and I have never seen a, that guitar. No, it looks beautiful. It, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I played one. Um, I played one in a session one time, and um, we, I, I had a really hard time finding it. And when I finally found it, we reached out to the, the manufacturer, and we we're like, "We really love this guitar. Would you be willing to part with one?" And uh, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you half off." That's and awesome. So they sent it to me, and I actually just, I've only played one show on it, but I love this guitar. It sounds cool. It's got um, humbuckers, but then it's mm-hmm. also got some mics under the bridge. Um, it's like a, I know nobody can see it, but it's like a black fiberglass um, top, and then like a, I actually don't know what wood the back is, but anyway, it's very... It looks like a sports car. It's very pretty. Yeah. It looks yeah. like an old very Italian very sports sleek. car. Yeah, Thank it's you. like black, and the, and then the all of the pick guards and everything are like a pearlescent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it says it like says in cursive, like on like it says <laughs> Italia on the top. It's awesome. <laughs> First thing I was like, Bell, that's an Italian guitar. <laughs> Cool. And then yeah. what else? You plug in that into a magic box? Is that right? Yeah, it's just an old Line Six pod. Nice. Yeah. That's very, cool. very basic. And was guitar, we know you play like violin, trumpet, all sorts of things. Was guitar your first instrument? No, actually, guitar was uh, third or fourth. Right on. Yeah. That makes What'd me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I started with violin. Word. Heck yeah. And, and then trumpet after that. And then um, I was going to, I was actually going to play, start playing drums. I had asked for my parents for a drum kit for Christmas which they weren't especially excited about. <laughs> no but but I was is. I was completely committed to the choice and then I heard um you remember that song The Middle by Jimmy Eat World? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard the guitar solo on that and I was like, Oh, that's what I should be playing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> that's awesome. And so I switched to guitar at the last minute. Nice. I for me that was um oh God. My your own worst enemy or something like what was that song? My own worst enemy? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I like watched it. I was home. I can't remember why I was like allowed to watch TV for some reason. It <laughs> never happened in my home, and that it was like MTV. Definitely, no one's supposed to be watching MTV. Definitely not. Yeah, and that song came was on. It when Carson Daly was on. Was I, it? I have no idea. I mean, probably it was somewhere between '92 and 2002. So yeah, Carson Daly was around. <laughs> uh, but he was at large. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, They're from Texas. Lit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, just the whole thing, like the whole vibe of the mu- the music video, like the the song was so, I thought the song was so cool, you know? Yeah. And of course, for like six weeks afterwards, it was just like, <laughs> rolling around in my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. It's That's catchy as cool. hell. And then what, so do you, ha- you have any other guitars that are as fancy as this? I've seen you play a couple it, What's really funny is this like, is not an expensive gu- guitar. This is like a budget guitar. Really? But I just, yeah, I just really love it. I I have uh I have a couple Gibson SGs. Nice. Which used to be my stage guitar. Kind of still is, but this is kind of working its way it's, into the spot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. And I have a a Telecaster and a um a Casino. A what? Uh you own a Casino? <laughs> I own a Casino. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? What was it called? Okay, Epiphone Casino. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, Sweet, yeah. okay. Yeah. 
I don't... You gotta fund this music career somehow. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Owning casino would be a nice way. Which uh, which guitar do you like using the best? I mean, do they all have different? Yeah, Aside you from know, Italian. you know how it is. Like yeah. anything you pick up has different stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so right now I'm excited about this because I don't know what's in it. You know. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. The, then I feel lucky we get to hear you fuck around. With <laughs> it's always on. fun to play with a new guitar. Yeah. John Paul yeah. kind of makes fun of me for having a guitar that has a name branded in it. I bought a Les Paul uh, kit guitar yeah, yeah. Uh, many years ago. And uh, when I finally put it together, the guys in the band that I used to be in uh, called me the Swamp Fox. That was like their, like we all took names because we were all silly, you know, rock and roll guys. And mine was Swamp Fox. And when I, when I finally got the thing together, I took a wood burner and burned it into the top. Nice. John Paul brings it up. He's like, well, we got the Swamp Fox today, true? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you have to switch to it. I, yeah, no. now that you've talked about <laughs> no, it. No, it's in timeout currently. He's balking up. <laughs> it's in timeout. Um, word. I, I think we're going to get the chance to talk more. And I enjoyed the like, Soundcheck jam so much I want to jump back into one. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to start with Mike. Uh, foundational music being rhythm. Rhythm. Um, so up to you where this one starts and the rest of y'all kind of limp in once you, once, you, once you feel what he's going for. Let's cool. see, let's see, let's see. Um, we're going to do something a little bit faster. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to do like a basic, you know, almost punkish kind of beat. I feel warmed up now. Okay. And, uh, you know, I want to go a little bit fast, so <laughs> let's go fast. Let's go All fast. Right. All right.
Mike and I were like, I like winked at him, and we're like, let's not take, tell the other guys. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Cool yeah. ass bass riff. What yeah, the hell? Rosie. That was dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that making me like? I, all I could see was just like tiki, you know, like, like surf. Like, something. Yeah, yeah like, I was like getting surf spies, spy movie stuff. Spy yeah. movie. <laughs> James Bond and, yeah. you know, like board shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mobley, anything in there surprise you? In the the groove, yeah, um, yeah. I'm. It was, it was. It definitely. Ha- it was clear that we all got the kind of references that were being made, mm-hmm. but everybody was interpreting them a little bit differently than I would have. So that's cool. Yeah, I like I like what's going on. You know, I, I have to adjust my levels here so I can hear you better. But um, I, every time I could hear what, what you're doing. It's just like this insane noise that's floating right in the middle of that thing. I kept trying to figure out where to jump between, you know, she's kind of playing something a little staccato, you know, yeah. and I kept wanting to go to that with you, but then I felt like maybe it's kind of too busy. I did like what I ended up on that, like, do, 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 boo, do, boo, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah do, kind of feeling in the in-betweens. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun. That was, uh, it was white, sh- white shoes, white socks, white <laughs> Uh, shorts, <laughs> white shorts. shirt with a metal detector. That's what <laughs> I was. Uh, that's what I saw. The guy was like listening to that, being like, doo, 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 doo. I don't know why, but what do you think he, he, he found on the beach? Oh, he found a Rolex. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was the day. It was awesome. <laughs> this thing's gonna finally pay itself off. <laughs> and Martha told me it was a bad investment. <laughs> All right, what's the next thing? Oh, what was the first? Oh, we did that already. It's the wheel of influence. Oh, yes. But I'm trying to. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and I think that someone else has to call stop and ask Mobley the question this time. Okay. Mike, you be the question asker. So take mm-hmm. a moment and think of a question that is going to be on the wheel of influence while I explain yep. the wheel of influence. Oh, okay. 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 And so definitely okay. not burp away from the microphone. Okay. Uh, so the wheel of influence, it's huge. You see it in front of us, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's massive. I can't believe, like, did you, did you, did Kinko's do this? No. I mean, why, why don't you just take a second and explain to the listeners what it looks like, Mobley? So it's basically, can you imagine the deepest turquoise that you've ever seen? <laughs> It's it's encrusted. It's a ring encrusted with just the most most tranquil of turquoises, limpid <laughs> turquoise turquoise pools. But then also neon. I didn't oh, know. Yes. I didn't know they made ink in these colors because it's not actually real. It's all. It's all. It's all screen printed, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and and, um, and we're going to spin it in a second, and it makes a noise. Yeah. Okay. There's Everyone kind of noise. knows what noise it makes. Okay, so the listeners are used to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. well. Do you want to spin it? Why don't you go ahead and spin it, and then we'll we'll all watch you spin it. All right. So, one. Just Why don't you just grab it from the top and spin <laughs> okay. it down? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> perfect. That's the one I was hoping for. Yeah, what cool. does it say, Mike? Wow, this is a great question that, that the uh, wheel landed on. Um, so in music, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of influences, but there's also, you know, musicians that speak to the times or, you know, who try to use music as a way to get a message out. Are there any musicians that you look up to that have spoken up or, you know, done something that you feel has really uh, had a big impact, you know, culturally or, you know, just 
in on society in general. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, that yeah, I, I could make a long list of those, but the one that jumps to mind immediately, and it's hard for me to tell. They're they're a British band, so it's hard for me to tell how big their impact has been on their island. But um, this band, everything, 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 from, everything, yeah, from from England, and their last their last record is basically about the kind of rising tide of um, xenophobia and anti-immigrant sentiment, excuse me, anti-immigrant sentiment um, that's kind of taken hold of politics in... Everywhere. In, yeah, yeah unfortunately everywhere, everywhere but particularly with regard to Brexit and, you know, mm-hmm. get it, the Tories getting reelected and all that stuff. And um, they, they actually talk about Trump a lot too on the record, but I think it's, um, you know, it's refreshing to see it's refreshing to see people who could get away with not saying anything, say yeah. something, you know, all credit of course should go to people who are directly impacted by things and speak up. But I think the thing that we really need to turn the tide is people who are safe and comfortable to, to be, be a part of, of, of speaking up. And I think they're definitely a man who could have gotten away with just not saying anything about any of it. Mm-hmm. And they made the entire record about it. And it's That's beautiful. musically That's so a great cool. record. The message is great. So, yeah. Cool. So the band's called Everything Everything? Yeah. And yeah. what's the name of the record? Is it? A Dream? Fever Dream. A Fever Dream. Fever Dream. Yeah. Done. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is how I get all my new music. So mm-hmm. this is great. <laughs> definitely look that up. I, uh, I read this one thing one time about how uh, when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, um, you know, James Brown was throwing a concert. Yeah. And he was <clears throat> kind of asked to stop a riot from ensuing, and he was able to do that. And uh, then I, th- I think, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, the gist of it was was like if a musician or somebody like that has the power to stop a riot, then they have the power to incite a riot as well. <laughs> so there's all these like high-profile musicians and actors and actresses who have FBI files right. on them. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically there's there's a list of of you know people like that, and a lot of them are my heroes. And I don't know that it kind of uh, I think there's something to be said about when you do have a platform to say something mm-hmm. when you see you know an injustice or uh, just something along. I mean, just basically using whatever you have to fight against whatever the other side is trying to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just the idea of common humanity. I mean, even if you don't have, like, this large platform to spread this message, I think you should still continually, daily, if you see something wrong... Say, so- see say something, something, say something. Exactly. I, I, you know, I, I went on... I'm kind of a crusader. In, in many parts of my life, I was a crusader for those things, and, and it didn't make me a very fun person to be around sometimes, you know, and got me in all sorts of trouble. But I, I just think, you know, if, if we're at like a, what feels like maybe a one and three quarters out of ten on our like giving a shit meter, you know, <laughs> like if we all just turned it up a little bit, you know, and, and even as simple as, you know, Mel and I, my wife Mel and I, we went to Europe on our honeymoon, and there was this really interesting moment where, it was the first time we'd seen anybody publicly intoxicated to a degree that was like American. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were on a train. They were super wasted. And the person fell over and knocked over their vodka that was in like a plastic bottle. Just not like, you know, like in a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, 
a lady stood up and went, stop doing what you're doing. Get your life together. You're embarrassing our entire country in front of these people. In English. And then she like, and then she said it in Italian or wherever she was as well. She's like, you know, like, I'm so sorry you guys had to deal with this. She said that to Mel and I. And I was just like, oh, you've never been to Chicago, have you? <laughs> uh, you know, like, or, or, you know, like anywhere, really. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I think about every time I, I lived in New York for several years, <laughs> all sorts of strange yep. things, you know, like toenail clippings and drunk people. And, you know, it, it's just amazing that it seems like the, the mental health standard is, is, <laughs> could use a bump or two, you know what I mean? Just a bit. Even just talking about your feelings, even just, you know, like <laughs> having a moment of being like, this is important to me. Pull yeah. back. John Paul. Okay. Pull back. I like Rosie's point a lot in that the, the personal political, like not quite if you see something, say something. I think that's a problematic police initiative. <laughs> but like, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say it. Well, I was like, yeah. God damn it. God, not that. But the, yeah, the personal political when we have the opportunity. Uh, but I like, Mobile, your point about yeah, I think what's cool about artists using the platform is the fact that like that's the shit that actually mm -hmm. changes norms. Mm. Because they have we, the reach. yeah, we're, we're like we look up to certain folks, and when they do or say something, or simply are someone different than we are, it's like oh, that's normal and cool and to be sought after. I love that. Uh, so yeah, hell yeah, and and yeah, I, I think we're lucky in that we get to be political a little bit moment to moment. But how did how did that album or yeah, how did that end up being an influence for you? Uh, if, you know, it's, I, I, I think it remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm still digesting it, but, um, I just, it, initially it was just loving the music and then, you know, paying more and more attention to, to the lyrics and the message of it. Um, that it, it very much resonated. It's that thing that, you know, that a good, a, a good writer or a good stand-up comedian will have where it's like, oh, yes, exactly that thing yeah. that I had didn't have words for until you said it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that on the record. That's really cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is that something you're trying to do? Try to be a part of that? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah, definitely. My, there's, there's definitely uh, there's definitely plenty of plenty of meat on the on the bones of my stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I I will say that, you know, I, I the year that you played at the Paramount, right, mm -hmm. Uh, was like really the first year that I did a lot of work uh, with Black Fret, the organization, and uh, I listened to all of the bands, and you were the only guy that I felt like really had something to say, you know, that, oh, that I came you. across. I mean, everyone did, obviously, in that, in that world, but, you know, outside of the traditional boundaries of music, which mm -hmm. is like poetry about love and hate, you know, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. You know, and... and you know, not, not a lot of directive to change yourself or the world around you, you know. And, and I actually have this wonderful memory where I was loading the back of a truck <laughs> and you walked out to the front of the Paramount and looked up at the sign. And I was just like loading a truck. I watched you do this. And I, I knew that you had played, you know, and I actually saw you perform. And I, I, w I was so, it was like a this beautiful jealousy almost where I was like, Man, that is so crazy. This guy's like in this moment where you mean like, I made it to this place. Cool. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. and it meant a lot to me. It actually, in my, in my current story of music, it pushed me to go to the next place. I was like, man, I, I need to have that in my life. I should do something about That's that. That's amazing. You man. know, it's really yeah. cool. And, and I, <laughs> in that moment, I was like, hey, you, you made it. I said something like, something like that. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> but, <funny. laughs> oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Usually when we ask about, like, sources of inspiration, people go way back to, like, 
why why I play the guitar or whatnot. But yeah. I like a lot that you use a contemporary example of something that's just like motivating what you're doing today. Yeah. Or doing something similar to what you do in a way that you view as effective. So hell yeah. That that's was cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank that you, man. Yeah. All right, let's uh, right. let's put away the wheel of influence, guys. Yep. And and uh Move where where do you store it? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. It goes up in the ceiling. It's a secret. You see, yeah, you see the, a, you see the seam in the ceiling? Yeah, Hold on, ready? So this jam is like going <laughs> to... This jam is... There's a little... Bit, I'm going to walk us through the, the how this jam plays out a little bit because it's two parts. Um, we're going to start with a, a prompt, a mood or a phrase or a key or a feeling. So if anyone gets one, spit it out. But once we start going... And once we feel like everybody's kind of there a little bit, I'm going to rudely interrupt so we can talk about where we were at and jump back into it. Okay. Kind of give it, give it two chances to kind of grow. Um, and Chris, what are you thinking? Mood, feeling? Phrase. Sentiment. What are you thinking about the whole time we're sitting out here talking? God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's the prompt? What is it? God, I'm hungry. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what did you say? Hunger for anything. Hunger Ooh, for anything. Hunger. Ooh, okay. And Moby, uh, start it out as slow as fast as <laughs> you want. Okay, hunger. You can think it over too, or you can <laughs> add to that as a as a thought. You know. So what kind of hungry? Like hungry, like, like the wolf. Like the wolf. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry I got there. You stepped on my you stepped so on my line. Enough. We can edit it to where it was you to send it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. That was y'all's a uh, shot first moment. <laughs> okay. Hunger. That's a that's a weird one. Yeah.
Okay. You like to like not end on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut off in the middle of the riff. We were getting fed. That was like, I, I was content to keep listening. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it is really fun to stop, talk about what we liked and didn't, and jump back into that if we can. I definitely just couldn't find. I was started noodling because I couldn't figure out where you were. And then <laughs> oh, I always halfway through it, I'm like, am I just fucking soloing over this shit? Like, probably I shouldn't do that. I thought it sounded kind of cool. I like the... Something about that yeah. had like a hunger to it. Yeah. <laughs> so when we jump back in, just pull true out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop to three. <laughs> what was it? I, G, what was it? You had... I heard a G in there. I think I heard a C in there. It was C, G... Is that right? That's all I was doing at the end. Moby, I know you have a history in uh, film and web design, and, and, and I know that like, those, those skills are evident in your live performance. What would you have done with that visually? Oh, man. That's a good question. Bring the wheel of influence back, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring it down from out the ceiling. <laughs> that felt like, uh, if that was hunger, that was like Sunday morning <laughs> hunger. Like, you're rolling out of bed. <laughs> You want some some eggs or something? Absolutely. Like not not like ravenous. Give me give me a lazy hunger. Yeah, lazy hunger. That was mm-hmm. a, that was a lazy hunger. I could see somebody building like the ultimate self brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you know, like you see him like cooking like toast and then like you know pancakes and then you know like putting it on the table <laughs> bit by bit and then growing and it gets louder and they're like cooking eggs at the end and then and then it's slow. all cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you're somehow still satiated. Right. You know, like the the path was the meal. Exactly. Hell yeah, that was beautiful. So that was called improvisation and the art of the jam. Yeah, I named these sections, so I like saying that. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we we got a chance earlier to talk about some of the goals you might be pursuing with your music, um, and what keeps you going. So if if there's more there, we want to hear it. Uh, but. I would also push it towards if there's something you're looking forward to, fill us in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, 
I so I just put out as of the time of the recording of this, I just put out uh, a single called Nobody's Favorite, which is the first single off my next record. Um, and that's just been, that's basically been my focus for the past, man, like year basically, um, between recording the music and then now I'm, there's there's also going to be a, a kind of accompanying film that'll be um, <clears throat> probably about a 20 minute short film that's made up of four or five parts that are that each take the form of a music video but um making that making that sonically and now kind of fleshing out the visual world has been the biggest thing occupying me for a while so i'm looking forward to being done with that and getting it out there and then getting to do something else (laughs) i love i watched the video it's awesome thank you it was cool thank you i really appreciate it it's really cool i i even as you said it the second you said the thing i heard like (laughs) right right yeah 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 (laughs) good i've had it stuck in my head since i watched i watched it like whenever it would drop last week or whatever yeah this will probably come out in april yeah so we're i'm just about to put out the the record sweet in april awesome when does it come out do you have a date uh, the tentative date right now is, I think, May 8th, but that's that's not set in stone yet. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And this is, is this the first one with the label? I remember I yeah, s- saw yeah. you sign that paperwork. It was awesome. It's yeah. like a big whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the first first record with a label. Yeah. That's cool. That is so cool. And you're still doing it yourself, right? Yeah. I, I recorded the record in, um, I'd say about a quarter of it. I recorded in an apartment in Thailand and the rest in my living room in Austin. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw cool. you guys go, I thought it was to um, uh, Down Under. World yeah, Down. yeah. Didn't you do a, a little tour, mini tour through yeah. Australia? Yeah, I did. That's cool. Did you already have a pretty big listenership there? No, it was, you know, it was a random, it was a random thing. There was a, a film that some tourism board or something uh, that, was tied to Austin was doing and they needed some American artists and cool. wanted somebody to come and represent Austin. So I went down and did that and it was, it was a lot of fun. Actually, that's how I got to Thailand. We right. were there and it was like, well, it's never going to be this cheap easy. to get to, yeah. easy to, get to <laughs> Thailand. So we went to Thailand and the plan was to not do any music or anything at all. I didn't take any, anything. They, they left with all my gear. Um, we were staying on this, real remote island um but on the way there i was in bangkok and there was this italia guitar sitting in the window (laughs) (laughs) well it was a knockoff telecaster nice and i'd never played a telly before and it was like 50 bucks or something so i was like ah i I can't (laughs) not gotta have a thailand guitar right and then like we got there and it was literally like 25 yards from from the beach I oh, saw that. Sad. I saw that on Instagram yeah. at, well, whenever that happened. And yeah. I was just like, damn, that looks so sweet. <laughs> it was really sweet. And it was like, I, it looked really like baller, but it was so cheap. It was, <laughs> there's no way I would have been able to afford to do it if it hadn't been, we hadn't already been down there and it hadn't already, been, it hadn't been really cheap. But anyway, we got there and then all these songs started coming out of the guitar and that, that's, that's the record. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. My buddy spent a month over there. He went to learn jujitsu. And kickboxing, sorry. He went to learn oh, kickboxing. That's so cool. And he went there for a month, and then he called me like four days when he was supposed to leave, and uh, and he 
And I'm like, how's it going? You know, what, what's it like? And he goes, I have spent half of my money, so I'm going to stay twice as long. <laughs> I was like, really? And he's like, dude, I've been driving a Vespa that I rent for like $5, like for the whole month or something, like a week or something like that. Yeah. I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, it's crazy. He, he said he had a time of his life. My, my sister-in-law and her husband just got, they basically sprung a marriage on the family. Yeah. And, and, or they sprung the wedding, and they were going to go to Thailand, and they... He like had a blast. He's yeah. like, so cool. Yeah, he's like, we saved up like a couple grand and went and like lived like kings for two weeks or whatever. And yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Is it, yeah. was it wet and hot? I don't want it to be wet and hot. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, but as long as it's like the perfect. I would weather. say, I would, I would say it was moist and warm. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined that conversation. <laughs> cool. Good. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Before, then we're going to do one more jam, and the end is not glorious. After the jam, we'll kind of just start bullshitting and packing up. Okay. Um, but before we jump into that, I'm going to throw a hardball at you in that you've been called an artist of vision. What, how mm. do you feel about accolades like that? That just seems like such a big statement to me. Yeah. I, you know, I I don't really, I didn't know that. Until you said, <laughs> Sweet. How do you feel right now? <laughs> I actually don't. I don't ever read anything. Word. Smart. Um, like my either close friends or people on on the team or whatever will read it, and then if there's a problem, they'll tell me. And you know, this <laughs> is not a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, I the way I mostly feel about it is, um, I I grew up really shy. I'm actually still pretty, believe it or not, pretty shy when I'm not doing this performance stuff. mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so people who know me from before I did this and hadn't, like, my dad didn't see me perform until I had been touring for, like, five years. And he was like, I, I didn't recognize you at all. That's cool. Like, it was, like, a completely different person. So I'm very used to not taking up very much space. And so I'm very, um, I feel very cognizant of how much space I'm taking up when I'm on stage. And I don't feel as though... I'm a very big believer in everyone actually being equal, not just as an, it being a nice thing to say, but like everyone is equally entitled to everything that there is. Mm. And so um, being on stage and demanding people's attention and focus feels like a really big imposition on the people around you. And so I feel that that comes with a, a responsibility to take it take it really seriously and have something to say when you get up there. Like if you kind of deconstruct the whole music thing, if somebody just got up and, and <laughs> said, love me, I'm talented. <laughs> that, would, that would be a really weird thing to say. You know what I mean? In a room full of people. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I feel, I feel a responsibility to actually say something, you know, befitting kind of the, the massive imposition that, that, I'm putting on people and also, you know, to try to put, put the effort in to be like, Hey, this is actually worth, actually worth your time and attention. So hopefully that entails having some vision, but I didn't know anybody had, had, had caught on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I think there's a mutual gratitude, right? Like you, I think you're appreciating the fact that the people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we're lucky to have the chance. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. I was, I will say that, you know, 
what kind of goes synonymous with your name in, in my world when I, when I talk to people, because I, you know, I, I pitch music and try to book bands and stuff like that, and it's an interesting process to, to try to see what, you know, like what music would fit a setting <laughs> or a direction, you know, and, yeah. and um, you know, basically the, the pitch that I use when, when I put your music in front of somebody is, this is somebody who cares about connecting with your audience as much as they care about writing the music. Yeah. It seems, at least yeah. from where I stand, you know, and, and there are things that really prove that, you know, you, you have this incredible thing where you hook everyone together and turn them into a giant MIDI controller or you yeah. high five them and they play music. It's if you've never seen it, you YouTube it. It's amazing. And that I watch, I've watched that happen. I don't know, six, seven times, I think. Right. And every time. Every time the people when they walk away, they're like, I'm I'm a part of it. Like yeah. they, you know, like they are like, I was there, I was a part of the show. Yeah. Which is a funny thing, you know, as a as a musician, or you know, you just think like, yeah, we are all part of the show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all there, but it's it's a different thing, you know. It's cool to share that. But let's you know, a lot of people feel comfortable enough to share that space. You know, and it takes, I think, a, a lot of strength to be able to share the limelight or share that space of being honest and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, fanboy. The last and closing jam um, is intended to be a challenge. Mm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to, I would not advocate switching up because I think a lot of these have been going pretty well. Uh, but I want to put us in a situation that wouldn't be one that we default into. And I think that we all, we kind of started getting there in that sound check jam playing like the elephant march. <laughs> like, so I would, I would push like a carnival type challenge okay. because it's probably not music the four of you are usually trying to play or have played I mean, before. You don't know me. Fair enough. <laughs> so Rosie's starting this one out. Okay, cool. Oh, and you're defining what carnival means. Uh-oh. I didn't sign up for this. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Just tell us what key you're in. And actually, Mobley, though, I'm also curious because I, I heard you making some really sweet sounds with your setup. It's playing D. Yeah, hell yeah. But if any of that can come into it, I feel all like right. I'm asking for a favor all of a sudden. But really, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> well, curious. As to what kind of carnival are we talking? Are we talking like... That you you have to y'all. decide. Oh, yeah, shit. that part's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What do you got, carnival girl? Oh, shit. <laughs> this has been... The Sound Wizards Podcast. This is the worst carnival I've ever been. <laughs> I think, what's the name it's of your uh, prompt here? What? Oh, what is the name of our carnival? A jam to be different. Jam to be different. <laughs> so it's, it's... No, no, like, like, and subscribe and all that. Just get no, the fuck out of here. <laughs> Except okay. actually go listen to Nobody's Favorite by uh, Mobley. What, what Thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs>